1: Warning! This episode contains foul language and references to political events, wars, genocides, and natural disasters. listening to keep it weird the podcast for all things strange unusual paranormal supernatural creepy sticky gross scary and everything in between each week we get to hang out and chat about something weird and it's the best thing in the whole world we love it as this year from hell comes to an end we decided to talk about the scariest thing we've ever experienced 2020 Ugh. 2020 was terrifying on so many levels, so today we're going to be having a quick nightmare recap, as well as, uh, and more importantly, chatting about some of our favorite strange things that we learned about this year outside of the show, so you won't have any repeats um, from the entire season of the show. My name is Ashley, and this is my co-host, Lauren.
0: Well, hello, weirdos.
1: Hello, and uh, we're almost to season four finale. We are on season four. We're almost to season five.
0: That is Crazy town. I was actually thinking about it today and I was like, oh, it's so crazy that we're wrapping up with season three. And then I had to sit there for a minute and be like, no, 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 wait, this no. was season four. Oh my gosh, are we about to <laughs> start season five? Like I went into a full tailspin. I could not believe that we're coming up on season five. How yep. did this happen?
1: And I remember how we missed our 100th episode celebration. It's like, it's all right, we'll get 150. We missed that too. So that's Well, that's passed.
0: 2020's <laughs> fault because <laughs> that took away Britain's any chance passed. of having parties and celebrations. Yeah. Well, okay. Our, how close are we to our 200th? Uh,
1: we're like 30 something away. Okay. So, so it'll be towards the end of season five right. that we'll hit 200.
0: And that'll be perfect because COVID will hopefully Maybe be, will be out of here. The vaccine will be running through everybody's veins and we can finally have our zombie prom party <laughs> that we've been wanting.
1: That's the dream, guys. We wanted to have a zombie prom. So if you're in L.A. next year, around September or October, actually, we could combine it. Halloween. Keep it. weird 200th episode.
0: Ooh. Party,
1: hardy, hardy. This is just uh, we'll sounding spend... better and better. Every penny that we uh, have on it. Um, yep. So we're almost to our finale, which, guys, we have finally planned.
0: Yay! <laughs> it's happening.
1: Um, if it's you so follow exciting. us on social media, you know about it. Um, but if you don't, we are going to be having old guests of the show call into chat. We've got one of the most hilarious couples I've ever met, Steve and Maria Lakioma. Oh um, gosh.
0: they're they always <laughs> have me in stitches. when I'm? They're with so them.
1: funny. Maria,
0: oh. you guys uh,
1: know from season one, she had two episodes, Glitch in the Maria. We talked about um, uh, other dimensions and whether or not we're in a simulation. And Steve was on last year for our three-part New York series. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll also be hearing from Blair Gorman, who you may remember from our Holly weird two-parter in season two, a.k.a. the hardest we've ever laughed.
0: That was Recording. When Special Effects Special Effects.
1: And uh, we've also got your favorite medium, Amy Goldenberg, coming on the show again, um, which I know I'm very excited about. And I know you guys are very excited about, too and uh this idea i just want to give a shout out this idea was brought to you by chelsea duke whose name you may see yes. popping up in our facebook group um she also has a killer instagram page her handle is at boo felicia seven
0: <laughs> which is <laughs> just the best handle ever
1: it's a uh, it's all halloweeny spooky strange stuff and she's just so cool so follow her um if you want that also here's something fun ready
0: oh
1: that's a claw baby <laughs>
0: <laughs> it took me a minute to even understand what that meant. <sighs> Cracking open a claw. I was Crackin like, does she claw. have a lobster claw in her hand <laughs> that she just hit against her knuckle? Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's my new that lobster claw. Got my new lobster claw. New addition to the cl- bod. Clacking. Um, yes, I have a glass of wine. I didn't even mention that. I feel like we normally have to announce our beverages, but I <laughs> yeah. do have. Some red wine. It was aged in a bourbon barrel, so it's even better than normal wine.
1: I have a claw. Um, It's natural lime, which is not my favorite flavor of anything, but I drank all the good ones.
0: (laughs) That's what happens. Lime will just have to do for now.
1: I got a lime and a grapefruit left, so apparently I just want to punish myself.
0: Oh my gosh, that is a rough couple of claws to have left.
1: (laughs) got to chug them down. Hope I don't belch my way through this episode. So oh, I man. guess <laughs> to start off this 2020 wrap up, let's just <laughs> let's hop right in. Let's
0: just do a recap. Let's, let's jump in. Let's recap what the hell has even happened this year. I've lost track.
1: I vacillate between a lot of horrible and crazy shit happened this year. And then actually it's an it's the normal amount of horrible and crazy shit. Everything's just being multiplied by sure. the pandemic, by COVID-19. I don't know which is which. Uh but especially in America, we're just so worn down from like 4 years
0: of Ew. Well, you know,
1: we don't have to get into that. So I guess first and foremost, let's get through the bad shit first.
0: Mhm. Get the bad and then out. Then we of can
1: way. get it out of the way. We'll move on to the good stuff. We don't need to go into specifics, but uh COVID-19, for anyone who doesn't know, the world was hit by a deadly pandemic. What? <laughs> that. Yeah, it's I know, surprising that has So far, killed 1.5 million people worldwide and is hitting the United States the hardest because everyone here is a selfish...
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Seriously. Okay, so... If anybody remembers, this now feels like it was five years ago, but at the beginning of the year, we saw some wildfires in Australia and it was very, very sad. They actually started in late 2019, but got super intense in early 2020, like to a horrific manner. They were being called, uh, or the summer over in Australia, because if you guys remember, their summer is our winter, it was being called the Black Summer by Australians because the fires burned 83 million acres. And to put this in perspective, that is an area twice the size of Florida. Um, More than 30 people died in the fires, nine of which were firefighters. And it is believed that 400 deaths following the fires were due to smoke inhalation and issues following all of the smoke, pollution in the air. um, Yeah, causing complications, bringing people to the hospital. And even worse, Australians are now worrying that it's going to happen again, like maybe in the next... A couple of weeks because we're kind of right back where it all started last year because with, you know, global warming, the summers are only going to continue to get warmer and fires are bound to happen again. So really hoping and praying they don't have to go through something as bad as last year or earlier this year, but we shall see. But also sounds familiar because in our home state here of California, we hear that all the time, that fires are only going to get worse and we've seen nothing yet. This year, as our Santa Anas blew um, earlier this fall, we had some crazy, crazy fires. There were a few going on kind of all over the state, like even up in Northern California, even stretching up into Oregon, Washington. And total, with all the fires combined, over 4 million acres burned this year in California. And the estimated cost to the state is $10 billion. Yeah. And
1: most of that is from August to today.
0: Yeah. Um, Because I know a lot of people
1: have kind of moved on from the fires. But I mean, right now, there are a lot of fires a little bit like northeast of where I am, where I mean, they're having power outages like every day, like their power is just getting turned off and we're happening
0: all the time they're just not always hitting the news as hard but Mm -hmm. there's fires constantly yep
1: um yeah the wildfires were a fucking nightmare i have one prince harry and Meghan markle left the royal family and also i got into the royal family (laughs) you
0: discovered them (laughs) and got excited
1: thank you the crown honestly this probably belongs on the good list because i like everything about it
0: but i know true true um, true
1: Speaking of Brits, Brexit happened this year. The U.K. broke up with the European Union.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That also feels like five years ago. Sure does. Well, I guess speaking of, like, government in a way, <laughs> the mm-hmm. impeachment trial of Donald Trump happened in January after yes. the heavy, obnoxious investigation that happened in late 2019.
1: Um, The stock market crashed, but what else is new?
0: <laughs> yep
1: worldwide protests on unchecked police violence and brutality that has finally led to a conversation about demilitarizing our police forces and re-examining their power and control thank goodness Kim jong-un death rumors is he dead or not is he dead or alive yeah are we ever gonna know is he dead <laughs>
0: I- I feel like he is.
1: Right. (laughs) Well, he died. And then it was like, just kidding. He's not dead. And then it was like, he's in a coma. And then now it's like, just kidding. He's not in a coma. He's uh, actually doing really horrible things. He's executing a bunch of people in North Korea uh, because he's desperately trying to stop the spread of covid. And the way you do that is by killing people. And uh, but the thing is, is no one's seen him.
0: I know it feels like a weekend at Bernie's situation, like where someone's holding him up in sunglasses and he's getting things done. Well, I mean that's what
1: happens when you're in a country that is a dictatorship. Is like all you have to do is be like he's fine, and people, what are they going to do? Be like we demand to see him. It's like no. It's like oh okay.
0: Well, I guess we can stay over in Asia for a little bit because there was some horrific flooding in southern China. It's very normal to have heavy rainfall in southern China, especially in the summertime, but this year, because it's, <laughs> it's 2020, it was the worst the country had seen since 1998. Floods in the month of June displaced many residents and sadly killed several people as well. Country was trying to recover from the pandemic, felt like it was, you know, finally getting its footing when these floods decided to hit, making everything worse. The floods have caused at least $26 billion in economic loss. And by the end of the summer, I believe this was reported in September, um, it was believed that 63 million people had been affected by these floods. 54,000 homes were destroyed and at least 219 people have died or disappeared. There's possibly more that are still unaccounted for so very very sad and devastating
1: we also had the explosion in beirut um mm. which injured thousands and killed just about 200 and what happened there was about 2750 tons of ammonium nitrate was accidentally detonated and we still don't ig- know exactly what happened like supposedly right. it was the result of um a fire that was ignited by sparks from welding like someone was welding a metal door but also the question is like what was it doing there why was it stored so poorly etc right. and we haven't been given any answers on that yet i just remember the videos of that and that being like <gasps> shocking
0: That broke my heart.
1: Um, We also lost a lot of iconic people. This is one of the biggest years for me in terms of people that I looked up to, adored, shaped my childhood, you know.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: We had uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We lost Chadwick Boseman, our Black Panther. John Lewis, Eddie Van Halen, Kobe Bryant, Alex Trebek. Little Richard, Sean Connery, Kirk Douglas, Regis Philbin, Kenny Rogers, Floyd Mayweather, Jerry Stiller, James Lipton, Kelly Preston, Carl Reiner, Max von Sydow, uh, Fred Willard, and also, just to fucking twist the knife, we lost the last surviving member of the Rockford Peaches, uh, passed away this year, from... Um, A league of their own,
0: you know? Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, she was, her name was Mary Pratt, and she was 100 years old, or 101, actually, I think.
0: I mean, amazing lifespan, yes, 101.
1: Many, many others, along with, you know, over 20,000 Americans as well. And I guess, aside from COVID, I guess this is just sort of what happens as you age, like, yeah. I feel like for the last like three years, I've been like, why is everyone I love dying? And now it's like, oh, I'm just aging. And so are they. And <laughs> I
0: had to have that people conversation. People that you love too. are going to die. <laughs> Yeah, I was talking about this. I think it was with my dad recently, where I was like, doesn't it feel like our heroes are just dying so much lately? And it was like, no, we're just getting older, and everyone no, that we is just love what it's is like,
1: like from now yeah, on. They're
0: getting up into their 80s, and that's life. So it's very true.
1: Yeah, it's hard because I just found out mm, this morning that Conan O'Brien is 57. And like, it's just, that it makes sense. But in my mind, he's like 40.
0: Yeah, he's because a Because I grew guy. up watching
1: him, and, like, I, I don't know, I just never thought of him as aging <laughs> with yeah, me.
0: like, he can't go uh, anywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, we also lost another one of our Glee cast members. Oh, yes. Um, Naya drowned, which was just, what is going on with that show? That show... It's
0: very weird with it's now... It's kind of weird. Corey, Mark, and Naya, and all, like very rough circumstances like mm-hmm. I, was, I mean especially mark's stories just so sad and a little bit disturbing and then yeah cory with an overdose that no one is sure if it was accidental or not and then naya hers is just the most heartbreaking because you know her son was on board the boat but it's just there is something going on i know
1: and that doesn't even include the crew members yeah. that we know that
0: oh that's true jim lo-
1: we lost jim jim died of a coronary something or other yeah, i think something and then with his heart two people committed suicide it's just like okay that's
0: weird i know it's a little bizarre
1: big cast i don't know big cast of young people i don't know i don't know what to yeah. attribute it to except for just bad fucking luck
0: yeah absolutely anyways your turn so there were some murder hornets this year yeah <laughs> what thing another Where'd thing they we all kind of forgot about <laughs> i know so it sounds like they're mostly taken care of by scientists because they got out there really quickly after the first sighting they exterminated a huge nest that they found in washington state which scary i was just reading about this today most of which were queens waiting to mate and were okay. ready to just like take over this country. So thank God they killed that nest. There is obviously still a chance that they will come back, but they were able to, you know, kind of hit them at the core. But murder hornets for anyone that doesn't know are actually Asian giant hornets. They're not native to North America at all. It was very crazy that they were spotted here. They of course chose 2020 to come and they're not necessarily going to murder us like their name says. I mean, they're huge and they're creepy and I hate them, but they're mostly after honeybees, which is terrible because we already have a very fragile yeah, we population have a of honeybees.
1: Problem with losing honeybees?
0: Exactly. So, it would be a huge huge issue for them to be here, but I don't think they're actually going to murder us as humans. I'm sure if we like bothered them, they would because also scary fact they don't die after they sting someone like bumblebees do. They can sting as much as they damn well, please. Good, so, good. I just really hate them.
1: This one I actually wanted to spend just a minute on. Um, we've got a war in Armenia right now that I don't feel like a lot of people know much about.
0: No, I just learned about it recently because I saw people um, with armenian flags on their cars and driving down the street in kind of like a parade fashion so mm-hmm. i had to go home and look it up and i'm very angry at how little i knew
1: i literally i think the only reason i knew really about it is because i would see mel posting about it and she came over recently and we sat down we were outside we were drinking wine out of coffee mugs and she kind of walked me through everything that's going on there so um it Armenia is a territory that's been in dispute for a very long time and Azerbaijan attacked in September and there was supposed to be a ceasefire as of October 10th but they have continued to attack and they're attacking civilians and they're attacking cultural sites and the Armenian genocide took place like just a century it was just 1915 and yeah. now there might be one again like and no one the thing is no one is assisting them
0: No one's helping Nobody's coming to help
1: and naturally our president no offense to anyone who you know voted for him or supports him he's not going to do fucking anything yeah and everyone else you know everyone's dealing with COVID too like everyone's kind of like hey we got stuff going on yeah but like I said I uh, talked about it with Mel and she's Armenian which is why she knows everything she has family there her sister's actually just about to go there and what's going on there is just absolutely terrifying and horrible. So if anyone has any resources, there are a lot of people um, collecting uh, money, clothes, whatever. Mel's sister is actually working with an organization called Hidden Road Initiative. Ooh,
0: writing this down.
1: I'll I'll, ta- I'll put these on our Instagram too, so that everyone can just like go to their Instagram. But they are working on like on the ground things for the kids and families and they try to purchase as much from armenia as possible so that it helps Mm -hmm. the economy there as well
0: oh that's a good call
1: and uh, they have a lot of different fundraising programs and if you follow them on instagram at hidden road initiative they will show you exactly where your money is going because i know some people are like do i donate to this i don't even know what's going on right
0: it's hard to know the right charity to give to
1: yeah uh mel also sent me eyes on art sock which you can follow at eyes on art sock um on instagram and that's eyes as in human eyes on and art sock is spelled a-r-t-s-a-k-h and they purchase groceries hygiene products blankets etc for displaced families and just like hidden road they post their receipts on instagram oh good And that's actually pronounced like artsa, but my Midwest mouth is not great. Is struggling with pronouncing things. And I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I figured I would just be (laughs) completely transparent with you. And let you know that I I tried.
0: Well, I hate to follow something so like worthwhile and deep with what I'm about to say. Go for it. The monoliths we have to talk about. The monoliths. Them. I. It's weird putting them in the bad news because it, it's fun. Like it's fun right. to talk about them, but I. I say they're in bad news more just because we all got excited over something and it turns out that now it's just this like overplayed <laughs> artists thing. Yeah. And we're like, damn it. Um. But for anyone who has not been peeping at their computer lately, the these monoliths have started appearing these big silver statuesque things that have first appeared in utah we talked about it on our newsletter and also in our facebook group if any of you guys have been checking out those things they first appeared in utah discovered by some scientists flying over the desert and it was cool because this first one nobody knew how it got there they were you know taking pictures with it so excited and it vanished just as mysteriously as it appeared so it was exciting we're all talking about what could this be um but now they're appearing more and more and it has started to take away this sort of alien magic that we're all believing it's you know something from another galaxy another planet who knows but It is seeming more and more like it is just an artist at work trying to, you know, prank us a little bit, get us talking, get us thinking. None of the medals on these monoliths that have been popping up all over the world are unrecognizable. Nothing seems otherworldly about it at all. It actually seems like it might be like kind of a cheap medal. So some of the magic has started to vanish.
1: Uh, Quibi was released and then no one watched it despite every single person being stuck at home. So is that over (laughs) or... Are we still doing Quibi? Do they still exist? (laughs) I have one more thing. Two more quick things. We found out the Earth is 2,000 light years closer to the Milky Way's supermassive black hole than we previously thought. So that's... Oh, goody. That's fine. And uh, so this one's wild. Okay, so do you remember when scientists were trying to find a mirror universe by firing a beam of subatomic particles down a 50-foot tunnel into Uh an impenetrable wall? Uh-huh. <laughs> i think it was in june it was over the summer well yeah. uh, the whole point of it like if the experiment went right particles would transform into their mirror version um of themselves and potentially open a portal to another dimension well like i said that was the summer nothing happened so it seems like we're in the clear but i found a scientific study posted one week ago today titled Scientists and by today, guys, like if there's been new news, this is like two and a half weeks before this episode comes out. So I'm yeah, sorry. So
0: don't come for her if it's old. <laughs> uh
1: the the article was called Scientist Detects Hints of Strange New Physics in the Universe's Background Radiation. And to sum up the article, basically it says that, you know, all the floaty glow, all the floaty radiation left over from the Big Bang that's just like hanging out in all of space. Uh Uh-huh. That's known as the cosmic microwave background, or CMB. Now, we've always had a standard model of physics, and that model tells us that if we were to flip the universe inside out as though it were a mirror reflection of itself, the laws of physics should hold firm, meaning other dimensions should play by the same rules as us, like uh, our physics. Oh, okay. Um, And we have ways of measuring this CMB, But they just discovered hints of a, quote, twist in the light, which means that standard model physics may not exist at all there. Oh. So that doesn't really mean anything for us, except that if we did open a portal to another dimension, um, it's not quite as safe (laughs) as they initially thought.
0: (laughs) Right. because
1: if they don't have the same physics as us you know that Who that leads to that leads to shit like the mist where it's like oh Ugh. creatures can grow as big as they want <laughs> and they don't have cool. to breathe oxygen and also Let's you know pl- what i
0: mean please not invite those monsters in so well that's pretty terrifying but also fascinating So they're great. figuring this out my goodness do you have any more okay. bad stuff no that was my yes. bad stuff Let's,
1: let's move on. Fuck that shit. That's in the past. Let's that talk about the, past. the good. We're going to talk about all the good things that happened this year. So to just to remind you guys that like good things are still happening. Um, my first one is that Parasite swept the Oscars.
0: Yes, that was amazing. They
1: won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, and Best International Feature Film. And this marks the very first time a non-English language Uh, movie won best picture and for anyone who huffed and hawed at that literally nothing about the oscars says it's for american english-speaking filmmakers only
0: (laughs) damn straight also parasite was amazing parasite was so amazing so good a 103 year old woman beat covid 19 and she celebrated with a bud light i thought that was pretty great news yes (laughs) that made me super super happy uh
1: my next one just says tiger king and that's all we need to know
0: Yep, you don't have to say another word. Except no, I do have to because I love that it just united us all. It
1: really did. Uh, <laughs> really together. did. We had a we had a villain we could all root root against. <laughs> yep. And no hero really. No one was no. really. We weren't rooting for anyone. We just knew who we didn't like.
0: Right. Like they both had a lot of issues. Like the two main people. But... The only
1: person I was rooting for was the guy who lost his legs and the trans man who uh, <sighs> lost her arm. God his arm sorry so that's it man
0: that was so sad that's the only heroes in that story they came out of it and the tigers yes yeah we do love we had some heroes to
1: root for (laughs) (laughs) more people voted in the united states ever in history like holy shit so many people voted uh with like 160 million people they're estimating voted so no matter who you voted for uh, you participated in a, a right that was fought for you and you made sure that your vote was counted and you should feel proud of doing that
0: that was something unbelievable that came out of like a very crappy like stressful Cycle. election yeah. year yeah like we i mean it we all felt it i mean we've talked about it a million times on this podcast so that was very good news that people were exercising their rights Love mm-hmm. it.
1: And in that same vein, we have our very first woman VP, our first Black woman Yay. VP, our first Asian woman VP. So, Kamala. Very cool. Don't let us down.
0: <laughs> please, please don't let us down. Many Americans rushed to adopt and foster pets that were in need during the pandemic. Oh. It was like the most adoptions and foster parents that ever came forward, pretty much ever. Like, people stepped up. And a lot of people became failed fosters, they call it, where they were fostering puppies and then decided to adopt them, even though that's not how the rules go. And it's because we all just needed a little extra love. And they said, screw it. I need a dog now. And a lot of those animals really needed home. So I thought that was lovely.
1: That's very sweet. Um, Harvey Weinstein was convicted of rape and sexual abuse and was sentenced to 23 years. And he still has uh, another case against him. So we'll see how that goes. Good. And Ghislaine Maxwell was arrested and has not committed
0: suicide, so that's hopeful. Yeah, she's somehow still hanging out. We're waiting. Crayola launched a box of crayons with diverse skin colors for children to accurately color themselves into the world, which I thought was very, very cool and sweet. Very also, cool. don't judge the way that I say crayons. Alex does. I don't How are you say crayon. To say crayons. Crayon. crayon like w- no with the y i just no. say crayon as if it's cranberry juice
1: crayon crayon no he's wrong we're right
0: <laughs> he's absolutely it's a crayon absolutely incorrect it's a crayon oh this is why this is why we do this podcast together <laughs> actually
1: this is it because our husbands Um, 112 percent make fun of the way we speak all the time yep it's
0: fine Uh, today
1: we were taking our walk i got joey to start taking walks with me in the morning which is very exciting we were taking our walk and i and he was like look at the moon isn't that pretty and i was like yeah the other day it was over yonder and it was full and it was beautiful and he was like over where and i was like it was over over yonder shut up over yonder of course
0: Get out of my face. It's over yonder. Do you have any more good things? <laughs> well, I guess kind of in the same vein as Kranz. I Kranz. said it again. Homeschool Homeschooling has been happening here in 2020. We have learned that is very difficult. But coming out of that, we are finally recognizing teachers for the heroes that they are. And they are getting more recognition than ever I've been seeing so many videos posted online of people in their Zoom classes, like, surprising their teachers by holding up signs that say, like, we love you, thank you for everything. And, you know, those teachers getting so emotional and breaking down in tears because they're finally being thanked for this crazy, difficult job that has only been made harder by COVID, of course. And then, yeah, in the same like respect parents having to become the teachers it's so difficult and shout out to all the parents who are having to homeschool right now we love you we thank you everyone is just killing it but i just appreciate that teachers are getting the respect they deserve now
1: so the most important thing to happen this year lauren do you want to take a guess at what that is
0: oh my god I feel like I should know what the answer is. Um, Ashley joined TikTok. We joined TikTok and I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad Um... that was right. (laughs) I actually joined it at the end of 2019, but I really like caught my stride in 2020. So it's fair.
1: And I don't mean keep it weird, although, yes, we do have a TikTok and we should remember to post to it soon
0: shoot i yep it left my mind i mean
1: that we both got on tiktok and it's the best are they stealing my identity and my data i don't know honestly take what you want i'm so tired i have nothing but the reason to give the reason i bring up tiktok is because it leads us into our next segment what are some of your favorite things you learned on tiktok this year we're just gonna go back and forth you can go first
0: okay i learned that there. It's funny because you're calling this segment, like, fun things we've learned. Some of the things I've learned I absolutely hate, (laughs) but but I would not have learned them if I weren't on TikTok. So I found out, this one isn't necessarily one that I hate, it's just random. There is something called a Morton's foot, which is when your second toe is longer than your big toe, and no Olympic medal winning sprinter has ever had a Morton's foot. So if you're worried why you're a slow runner, do you have a Morton's foot? Because I do and i think that's why i'm slow af i, I don't think Do you
1: i don't think so but i think they're about the same size but i think my middle toe is longer than is the longest one i'm gonna have to look at my feet i don't remember what Wait, they look like what
0: yeah. i have never heard of the middle toe being the longest yeah, i think some... you might have something <laughs> even could actually be wrong
1: i don't know i haven't seen my feet in a while i've been wearing socks it's got cold here
0: <laughs> that's fair that's I forgot fair. About what they
1: look like I learned a lot of um, like normal everyday things, you know, like, like how to clean my stove or like how to use saran mm-hmm. wrap um, or like tinfoil. box. like I didn't know if you punch in the perforated side things in like tinfoil. Yeah. It holds the roll in place like no one taught I know. me. Genius. But uh, a lot of terrifying things about COVID um, and not just like, oh, you die. Like I knew that. But um, a lot of people sharing their experiences, whether... Uh, It has to do with like losing their sense of smell or uh, now tasting gasoline. But like one girl recently that I've been following, she got an acute infection and it was getting bad. Like she couldn't breathe at night. Her heart rate was overworking and she went to the doctor and they were like, you're fine. And they, they sent her home like three times before she was like, you have to admit me like I'm going to die and I'm terrified. And they finally admitted her when she lost feeling in her legs. Completely. Mm. And she was having excruciating headaches. Now she has brain fog that's so bad she can't read books anymore. She was like a huge bookworm. She can't read a book anymore. And it's because she now has slowing of the brain caused by micro strokes.
0: Whoa. Because what? of
1: COVID. And this is a young, like 24, 25 year old healthy girl.
0: So this isn't like a high risk no. or elderly patient, which shows that COVID can truly affect people yeah, that's why in crazy ways out of the blue. When
1: it, it drives me nuts when people are like, oh, there's only a 1% death rate. It's like, first of all, that's millions of people on this planet. Second yeah. of all, it, death is not the worst thing that could happen to you. Right. In some ways, in some cases, death would have been better. Like, who knows what's going to happen to her? Her brain right. is literally slowing down. Like, she could be brain dead. So would you rather be dead, dead and like floating around in the universe or fucking a a vegetable? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, laying in It's not the worst thing. So there's that. Yeah.
0: And like, I know. Yes. Maybe you just want to talk about, oh, that only 1% can die from it. First of all, you should still give a shit because like Ashley said, that's That's millions millions of people. But (laughs) so many people are still just getting so, so sick. No, that, that is very true. A lot of TikTokers are talking about their symptoms, and I feel like I've learned a lot. Here's some terrifying news. This hey. is what I was referencing. I learned on TikTok this year that a Humboldt squid mm. is a like large type of squid that's very found very deep in the ocean, and it... Scientists have known this before, that it can like, emit light patterns, like many fish do. A lot of many deep-sea creatures use bioluminescence as a defense against predators. This is nothing new. But scientists who have been following the Humboldt squid pretty closely and for a long time now believe that the way they use their lights in different patterns and in different parts of their body is actually a way to communicate, and this is very different from many other creatures in the sea. So now humans are working on a way to translate what the heck these squids are saying, because they can literally only make half of their body light up, only their tentacles, only their head. They can make it look spotty. They can make it look faded. They can make it look sandy. They can like, it's crazy. I think they've come up with at. Like, most recently, just a couple months ago, they said they're at about 28 different patterns that the squid can do with its lights. And because the pe- these people have been following it for so long, they're now trying to translate it into some sort of, like, English phrases so that we can all just have a nice chat with a Humboldt squid. It'll be like Close
1: Encounters.
0: Bum, 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 bum. Trying to make the sounds the lights say something sounds. to us. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And what's that other movie that it's more recent? Arrival? Arrival. Yeah. With like the little squigglies. Gosh, I love that movie. So yeah, I mean, that's cool. I should be saying this is cool, but you know it how I feel cool, about the ocean. Also... And I just like, mm. what if they're trying to tell us like you die next? Like what if that's the message? <laughs> and then they dive at the human, the diver. And then What die. if I don't the know. first
1: thing they say is find me human Lauren Ogle?
0: I would not be surprised. They are coming for me.
1: I yet learned <sighs> that scientists had Ozzy Osbourne's DNA sequence to figure out how the fuck he was still alive. And apparently, Ooh. and it costs a, a buttload of money to uh, sequence <laughs> someone's, like actually sequence someone's DNA, which is why we don't just like willy nilly go around sequencing people's DNA. But They found that apparently it's because Ozzy had a ton of different mutations that have kept him alive and honestly pretty healthy after years and years and years of substance abuse. And what they found is because of these mutations, uh, basically, they haven't completely figured it out, but it has something to do with the way that he processes dopamine.
0: Interesting. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, so he's going to live forever, maybe?
1: <laughs> maybe, we'll see. Despite... I feel like Keith Richards has the same shit. Where it's I, like, he has like, what mutations to. do you have? I always like it when people are like, oh, after the world ends, the cockroaches will be left. It's like, and Keith Richards, because and he's Richards. literally dust, and he's still fine.
0: He, he, like, he's more than fine. That's the thing, is Alex and I went to see the Rolling Stones last year, and he was, like, dancing and just what? having a ball. Oh, That's very fascinating. We have learned that just earlier this year that the Titanic is actually starting to deteriorate much quicker than scientists originally estimated and could be completely gone in possibly 50 years or less. What? Which makes me sad. I know. They thought it at least had like 100 more years. Obviously, it's deteriorating. Like, that's not a surprise. But... People thought it would still be down there for at least 100 more years. It could possibly be gone in our lifetime because they went down there. They're not sure exactly what's causing it. They're still kind of looking into it. But a lot of things are resting a lot quicker and caving in than what they had originally predicted. And it could just be nothingness where the Titanic once sat much sooner than predicted, which I do not like. That made me upset. Um,
1: I learned that spending time in space gets rid of all the calluses on the bottom of your feet because you literally never stand on them uh, the whole time you're there. Oh. And actually, calluses begin to form on the top of astronauts' feet because they usually have to strap themselves in to do like just about everything with like, foot straps. They're like all right. over the space stations or the ships or whatever, and they have to strap themselves in and... When they get back to earth it sometimes takes months for it to not be painful to walk because they have no calluses.
0: That's wild.
1: I tell you guys if you don't have TikTok get on TikTok go to astronaut TikTok because there are literal astronauts like with footage of them on space stations it's fascinating.
0: Ooh, that's so cool. Yeah, that's this is like the shout out we have to give to TikTok is I think it's misleadings people think it's just dancing teenagers dancing yeah just dancing and like doing Mm -hmm. lip syncs but no it is so much more there's like a whole science tiktok which that's where i've learned a lot of my facts and also bill nye is on tiktok doing science experiments so that's even another reason to join it but there's also a true crime section there is a paranormal section like there is an area for everybody And I also have to say, I feel like this isn't like just one tidbit that I learned, but I feel like I learned so much more about the Black Lives Matter movement um, when the protests were going on, like at the Mm. height of them back in June. I wasn't
1: on TikTok yet. Oh, that's true.
0: A lot of Black creators were getting on and explaining things in a very, you know, they were dumbing it down for us, which they shouldn't have to, but they were. They were being very kind and getting on and kind of dumbing down why they feel the way they feel, why they fight the way they fight. And it helped me a lot because there were some times where I found myself saying like, Oh, I don't think I fully understand this argument. Maybe I need a little more information. So it's very educational in that way. I feel like I've also learned a lot about trans rights and about using pronouns correctly because of TikTok. because mm-hmm. creators get on there and say, you know what they prefer and what some others may prefer. It's like, it is just so educational in many, many ways It'll, you know, keep you up to date with the way the world is changing.
1: There's also, uh, you know, mental health TikTok, which has helped me in a million, million, bajillion ways. You know, that was the first thing that taught me to go for a morning walk uh, in the mornings, which I started immediately and haven't stopped. And I don't think will ever stop because it's helped my mental health so much. Um, Mm -hmm. I also learned just the last thing I have is a mental health TikTok thing. Uh, If you are having a panic attack, you should eat a warhead because... the sudden delicious mouth-watering pain of a sour candy will shock you out of it and give you a chance to control what's happening to you. And this isn't like a new thing. Like you can also jump in a cold shower or bite into a lemon. But warheads are just a very simple, cheap thing you can take with you everywhere you go. You could put it in your car, in your purse. You could be in your home. And when you feel that happening and, and anxiety or a panic attack happening, pop one in your mouth and it will sort of center you in a way, like force you to focus on what's happening and my mouth is watering so much right now thinking about a warhead
0: i am too i'm (laughs) salivating right now uh and uh
1: yeah and you can you can stop a panic attack from happening
0: that is such a better suggestion because it's Funny enough, I actually ended up deleting it because I was like, I don't know if this is that interesting and people have probably heard of it. But one of my little tidbits was going to be there was a doctor on TikTok saying you should put ice cubes in your mouth if you're having a panic attack or having anxiety yeah. because the cold shocks you out of it. And I ended up deleting it because I was like, no, I feel like people have heard that. And I'm happy that you came forward with something even better because like you said, warheads can be in your purse or yeah. you know your pocket when you're out and about. So... Ice cubes cannot, so that is actually a much better suggestion. Obviously, if you don't have warheads and you're at home, ice cubes are another way, but that is I very genius. I always heard about
1: jumping in a cold shower, and it's like, awesome, but what if I'm at work?
0: Right, precisely. That's why And, like, you could splash genius. cold
1: water on your face, which I've done many times, but it doesn't usually do much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, warhead.
0: That's so smart. I'm about to go buy some warheads do you have any more tiktokers i do it's like my little bit of a longer one but i can cap oh. off our tiktok section with it and then yeah, we can please. go into yeah into more stories things we learned this year so the last thing i learned on tiktok was a fun conspiracy theory i hadn't heard of have you heard of the justin trudeau fidel castro's conspiracy theory ashley no <laughs> oh my goodness, I hadn't either, no. and it's so exciting to me. There is a whole side of TikTok that likes to talk about this, and as much as it sounds ridiculous just from the names I just said, if you do some digging, and you all need to after this, because I'm just going to brush oh, the shit. surface, it I actually I think it's true, and I know <gasps> we're not supposed to be biased, but I think it's true. Okay, listen to this. So it's known that Justin Trudeau's parents, Margaret and Pierre Trudeau, were very close friends with Fidel Castro during his life. And they always spoke highly of him, no matter what was happening with him in the world. And if other people were looking down at him, they would come to his defense. They would say how much they loved visiting Cuba and how well Fidel treated them when they were there. There are pictures all over the internet of the two of them with him laughing and smiling. Margaret especially looks almost enamored with him Uh-oh. in the picture she's in with him. She usually has her arms like wrapped around him like they had a close relationship that was not just like leaders of the world meeting to get together. It seemed Uh like there was a deep friendship. So the rumor is that Justin Trudeau may be the son of Fidel Castro. Now... Most people try to debunk this rumor by saying the first time that people were that, um, I say people, the first time that Margaret and Pierre were photographed in Cuba with Fidel Castro was in 1976 and Justin was born on Christmas day, 1971. But what people don't look at closely enough is that Pierre and Margaret went on a second honeymoon in early 1971 in the Caribbean. It was late March, early April. And if you try to see all the locations they go, when you look it up, either on Wikipedia or there's a couple other articles that list the islands that they went to, it will say every island and what date they were there, except there is one line that says, and an undisclosed location on April 12th. And nobody knows what location this was. It could have been freaking Cuba! And it is also a known fact that the two of them were known to have affairs and possibly even be swingers. The swingers part was never proved. The affairs part was, especially on Margaret's behalf. She definitely stepped out of the marriage many, many times. But it was believed that Pierre knew and just sort of like turned his head and let her do her thing. Or they were swingers. We don't know. So the belief is... That they were in early April in Cuba with Fidel Castro, an affair happened, and the math adds up that Justin absolutely could have been born Christmas Day 1971. Also, go look at their photos. Oh, my God. Nothing like Pierre, but he looks exactly, exactly. like a young Fidel.
1: Because when you said that, I was like, come on, guys. And then I Googled it and I saw like young, pic- young photos of f- Fidel. Blah, photos of young Fidel Castro. Get it together. This one claw. Um,
0: <laughs> and it is wild. It's wild. It they look exactly wild. alike. And he looks nothing like Pierre, his, you know, quote unquote dad. So it's pretty crazy. If you You can just go online and look up photos. There's a lot of side-by-sides. Well, or, what? like I said, literally, if you go to TikTok and type in the search bar, like, Trudeau and Castro, there is an entire <laughs> side of TikTok that talks about this and does, like, face morphs of the two of them and just shows how similar their faces are. And a couple people go into even more detail than, like, what I did. I'm just giving you guys a little taste. But it is completely possible that justin is the son of fidel castro and also after fidel castro died justin trudeau gave a like very very touching eulogy because he you know all the leaders of the world were coming forward and saying things after he died and his is like whoa sir like there was a relationship here so just check it all out everybody
1: Man, oh man, oh my god! I just saw another one. Okay, I have to actually <laughs> stop looking at it right now because we have a show to do. But holy shit!
0: I, know, I also man. didn't
1: realize how much Fidel Castro looked like Liam Neeson.
0: Oh my god, he kind of does. Yeah, that's kind of wild. He was also much more like handsome than I ever knew. Like, yeah, because I, you I only feel like saw like old,
1: like... oldie McOldson yeah. Fidel
0: old fidel with his like scraggly beard and i was like this guy sucks what and now i'm seeing him i'm like oh you were like a looker and also fidel castro was known to be pretty promiscuous as well so again that adds up to that he like may have been like hey i'll take both of you at once or just margaret who even knows like we got a lot of
1: kids floating around truly truly one thing I have to get to today is a thank you and some research that I did um, on behalf of this person. A huge, huge, huge thank you to Andrew Miller. Uh, oh, we love him. For anyone who doesn't know, I don't know if we'd have a show still if it wasn't for
0: <laughs> Andrew Miller. I was um... just going to say he has saved <laughs> us multiple times. He's basically the father of this podcast. He, like, he takes such good care of us and looks out for us.
1: Andrew is my best friend. We went to high school together in Centralia, Illinois. Andrew gave us our first EMF reader. He gave us our ghost box. He Mm -hmm. helped us create our DBA and just recently this year helped us create our LLC. He's walked us through every step of the way, sometimes at an excruciating pace because I am so dumb when it comes to legal anything. Yeah, contracts are exhausting. And, and because of the business part, he made it possible for us to get a Patreon and produce so much extra cool content for you guys uh, and, and allowed us to keep doing the show because that's the only way we make any, any money at all. So he's the absolute best. Everyone who listens to the show should say thank you, Andrew, because he's made so much of this possible.
0: Andrew, I've never even met you in person, which is crazy, but I love you so very much. And you're the best.
1: He's the best. So, Andrew, this one's for you um, because he asked me to research this in like May and I was never able to stick it in an episode. And when it came to the prophecy episode, when that came along, I totally forgot because, like I said, I'm dumb. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh gosh.
1: This is my one thing that I'm glad I researched this year. It's called the Pope's Prophecy. Right. Okay. So the Pope's prophecy is a 900-year-old doomsday prophecy uh, that is for sure coming true. No, just kidding. (laughs) So in the 12th century, there was this guy, Irish Saint Malachi, the Archbishop of Armagh. Tell me that's not Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Right? So this guy apparently predicted the future of the Popes all the way until the last Pope. And the last Pope, obviously the last Pope because the world ends. So... I'm going to give you the juice before I explain the rest. Okay. So you can go to the Prophecy of the Pope's Wikipedia and literally read every single prophecy and how it possibly connects with the Pope at that time. Um, We're going to skip predictions before the 18th century, and I'll explain why in a bit. So, for example, the text predicted that Pope Clement X, who was the Pope in the late 1600s, would be from a great river. Well, if you look at Clement, the Tiber overflowed its banks at the time of his birth. So, maybe. Mm. Or there's a prophecy for the 104th Pope. Uh, religion destroyed was the prophecy. Now, that Pope was Benedict the fifteenth, and he reigned from 1914 to 1922. So, they believe that refers to World War I and the Russian Revolution. Okay. Then the next Pope, Pope Pius XI, he was prophesied to have intrepid faith, basically fearless faith. And this was accurate because in 1937, the Pope strongly condemned Nazism and communism. He spoke out against Hitler and Mussolini, which was brave. Yes. And then our next Pope, Pius XII, was prophesied to be an angelic shepherd. And he was the Pope during the Holocaust. And okay, he has been criticized for not doing enough at the time. But he also saved tens of thousands of Jews' lives by ordering his church to provide them with sanctuary and aid so mm-hmm. angelic uh, what was it Yeah. Angelic.
0: he's like a guardian angel for all yeah. these people angelic so I'll a shepherd it. that's what it was yeah watching over the flock
1: and then you've got a lot of people whose description/prophecy is based off the symbols they wear on their arms for example paul the 6th the prophecy was flower of flowers and he had the fleur de lis on his arms mm-hmm. and then you've got john paul the 2nd whose prophecy was from the labor of the sun, which is crazy because he was born on the day of a solar eclipse and he was entombed on the day of a solar eclipse as well.
0: Whoa, that's pretty wild.
1: So the last pope is the 112th pope. And that's 112th on his list, which happens to be the pope we are on now, Pope Francis. uh, Because I think he's like the 260-something-if pope in real life. Okay. The prophecy says... In the extreme persecution of the Holy Roman Church, there will sit Peter the Roman, who will nourish the sheep in many tribulations. When they are finished, the city of Seven Hills will be destroyed, and the dreadful judge will judge his people. The end.
0: The end? The
1: end? What? So a couple things, though. Like, one, his name's not Peter. I don't know if that matters. Uh Uh-huh. Two, I guess the Catholic Church could consider themselves as being extremely persecuted, but in reality it's more like scrutinized (laughs) or criticized, Mm, but I guess that can feel like persecution. Uh, And three, and I'll give this to him, there have been many tribulations in the past seven years that he's been the Pope. Very much so. So, okay. Well... Uh, For anyone who's shaking in their boots right now, I have some potentially good news for you (laughs) regarding the Pope
0: prophecies. Shaking in their boots.
1: (laughs) So how did we get these prophecies? In 1595, a Benedictine monk named Arnold Weon published these short cryptic phrases in Latin that supposedly predict the Roman Catholic popes, and he claimed that the prophecy was that of St. Malachi from, from back in the day. So... How would he get them? Were they passed down to him? Did St. Malachi tell him in a dream? No. Apparently, the manuscript was put in the Vatican secret archives and totally forgotten about until 1590, which was a super convenient year to find it as they were then preparing for a papal conclave, which is when the cardinals gather to elect a new pope. Oh. So that's a little sus uh-huh. to all of a sudden be like, Very wait nice. a minute. I've got this uh, list of prophecies. So, (laughs) several historians are like, this is BS, total forgery. Because if you look at the accuracies and inaccuracies, supposedly it's written in like 1160. And it's discovered in 1590. All the predictions between those years are spot on. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, there are a couple hits... There's mostly misses, or maybe not misses, but at least way more predictions that need stretching to fit. Right.
0: Yeah, you really have to work (laughs) You really gotta, like, cross
1: your eyes and look at it. What do we say during our Bible episode? You gotta cross your eyes, spin around real fast, and look at it. And then you might see something. Yeah. So this leads them to believe that it was written in the 16th century as a forgery in order to sway the vote for the new pope. Or whatever pope they wanted. I don't know. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Also something interesting to think about. When religious zealots are screaming. That the world is going to end. Because of dot dot dot. Whatever they believe. The bible says that no one knows. The day or the hour for doomsday. So. Seems weird that Christians and Catholics always forget that part <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. um always to never fails that. um that they forget it when someone starts preaching about the end of the world so mm-hmm. as an expert in nothing my expert opinion is that we're good to go
0: yeah i think we're all right but it's interesting but it is crazy i mean
1: there are some that's like holy shit like that yeah they feel very how spot did on. they match up because you don't know like how many years i mean first of all like you don't know anything because you'd have to be able to see the future right the fact that they some of them matched up so well even up to like recent popes is pretty crazy but i don't know maybe it's just a roll of the dice or maybe you know we're just we just know what to look for and therefore it makes sense like i don't know
0: i guess that's true but But i don't know some of those seemed like pretty spot on which is interesting but yeah i do agree that i think we're good to go i think we're fine so that was for you
1: andrew i did all the i did all the work
0: (laughs) she did it for you man We love you. you um do you have anything else before we go um were we gonna talk about any horror movies or docs i just have a couple
1: yeah name them yeah we were gonna do some recommendations of our favorite uh horror movies and docs that we saw this year that maybe we didn't Bring up that we haven't mentioned before. yeah yeah
0: which honestly is difficult because we, talk, we about talk about so many <laughs> so we were <laughs> like there was a chance this whole part was gonna get nicked but i did watch a movie recently and ashley maybe if you have mentioned this on a like newsletter or something and i just totally missed it you can cut this out but i watched the dark and the wicked which just came out this oh, year this yeah, is a yeah, horror yeah. movie mm-hmm. not a doc to specify Um, It is for rent on Amazon Prime and YouTube. So, yes, it does cost a few bucks, but I really enjoyed it. It's directed and written by Brian Bertino, who directed The Strangers, which I won't ever shut up about. Um, The Dark and the Wicked follows two siblings who are summoned back to the family farm to await the inevitability. My God. That is a difficult word with or without wine. Inevitability of their father's death. Um, It initially appears to just be... This timeless ritual of loss and remembering, you know, your childhood and your family. But something turns very spooky and possibly demonic as they're in their parents' house. It is so jumpy, so spooky, so dark. I highly recommend it. I was watching it through my fingers the entire time. I really liked it. That was really the only horror movie that I felt like we hadn't mentioned. And then documentaries. Again, we talk about so many documentaries, but I don't think we've mentioned these two. Um, I recently watched Spaceship Earth, which is free on Hulu. You don't have to rent it. It's directed by a man named Matt Wolfe. Um, it is about the group of people who built the Biosphere 2 oh, yeah, in 1991. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. It's really interesting. Um, some people believed, if anybody doesn't know, some people believed these guys were maybe just a crazy cult. Um, while others bought into the fact that they were maybe actually studying climate change and were legit. Um, but this movie kind of covers it all. Uh, These eight visionaries in 1991 spent two years quarantined inside a self-engineered replica of Earth's ecosystem called Biosphere 2. It was a worldwide phenomenon, and they would chronicle their daily existence in this life. And a whole lot goes down. It's very interesting. So that is a good science-y fun watch. And then my last one is there is this docu-series called The Pharmacist which came out this year. Oh yeah. Again, free on Netflix. It's a little limited docu-series directed by a man named Jenner First. Again, it's on Netflix. It is about a man who is determined to find justice for his son killed in a drug-related shooting, and while doing his investigation, his research kind of takes a turn, because he also starts to notice, while being a pharmacist, how terrible the drug addiction problem among very normal-looking people in his town actually is, realizes how big of an issue it is across the world. So, it's sort of this combination of, like, true crime, but also diving into the drug world and the opioid crisis, and it's just really interesting. Um, It's all about this pharmacist named Dan Schneider, and it's a good watch. I usually put any like
1: notable docs or horror movies in the newsletter that's usually my bag for the newsletter i will say hbo has really hbo max specifically has some really really fantastic new documentaries uh lauren and i just watched crazy not insane oh my god (laughs) is one of the best serial killer documentaries i've ever seen but it's also just Trigger warning. Uh, One of the hardest things I've ever watched. Agreed. It's horrifying.
0: Just gets pretty detailed, pretty graphic yeah. into everything. But it's also, like Ashley said, it is so, so fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a perspective that we haven't seen before. So it's cool.
1: And strong women, baby.
0: Oh, yeah. That woman is a badass. She's so cool.
1: Lady psychiatrist who um began investigating... Basically like multiples, multiple personalities yeah, like uh, back in the 70s, I think late 70s and disassociative disorders and um, just sort of her research. She was the only one that was sort of taking it seriously and actually looking into it. And uh, she made a huge career for herself. I mean, literally <laughs> like Martin Scorsese contacts her to uh, talk about that he's remaking Cape Fear and he wants like her to. Talk to robert de niro about like the things that she's um encountered so she fucking rules she's really smart she's wicked smart um also just started on hbo max i haven't finished it yet the heaven's gate series is so good i had no idea i didn't know i thought i knew heaven's gate pretty well so far i'm two episodes in I didn't. I don't know. I didn't know shit before this.
0: Okay, that makes me want to watch it because I'm in the same boat where I'm like, I feel like I've talked about Heaven's Gate to death with people. Like, I get it, but you saying that makes me believe I have a lot to learn.
1: A lot of uh, videos of them sort of recruiting. Uh, obviously, the videos that they made for people, but a lot of ex-members who got out before the suicide are on the show, and uh, it's just. I'm excited to hang up the phone so I can go watch another episode of it. I was going mean, to say. I am not like that exciting because I love what I'm talking
0: about. <laughs> no, um, I'm excited to go watch it now.
1: It's very, very good. There's four episodes and I, I'm pretty sure that's it. Um, okay. Unless they're still adding episodes. I don't know. That is all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. We tried to cram as much 2020 in there as possible into an hour. <laughs> we only went a little bit over. We're, we're doing good for us.
0: We did really well. <laughs>
1: Thank you guys so much for listening to our show all year long and the year before that and the year before that and the year before that. Thank you guys. We feel very, very, I don't use this word a lot, blessed. That's not Mm -hmm. even the claw talking. (laughs) It's true. Next year's going to bring a whole new pile of challenges. Um, I've got (laughs) to, at some point, I've got to get a job. Mm -hmm. We may be joining a network, which means different, work for us um joe and i might move we've been saying that for years so like who knows but i basically it may occasionally be sporadic but we will be back and we're excited to do another season with you even if it looks and sounds a little different than past seasons of ours have
0: for sure now that we know we can record like this remote from each other even a move across the country which would kill me it would hurt would It would hurt, but we would be able to at least do this podcast and it would give us a reason to still talk to each other every week. So we're going to make it work for you guys because we truly love doing this. And even in this crazy, crazy, crappy year, you guys kept us going. You are absolutely the reason that we figured it out and kept going even through COVID and every challenge thrown at us. So thank you guys. We're coming back. Yeah, next episode or next week,
1: rather, uh, it is our finale. It's going to be interviews with past guests. So we did want to spend this episode kind of telling you that we love you. We appreciate your support. We're so honored to have you in our lives, and we encourage you to follow us on social media at Keep It Weirdcast. And actually, send us a message and introduce yourselves if you haven't already. We read yes. every single message,
0: and we love you that guys. gets sent
1: in, and we respond. So, um, please say hello. We love meeting you, and join our Facebook group. Um, it's a blast, and seeing you all connect with each other as well is super awesome and fills me with joy.
0: Um, I'm just waiting for somebody to start dating and like get married based on our Facebook okay. group. It feels like everyone is just like okay. really finding each other. <laughs>
1: I love All it. right.
0: Well, <laughs> okay. It I've, might've been too much. I've
1: got a new dream. Um, <laughs> if you want to continue to get episodes through our, uh, throughout our little hiatus, please consider joining our Patreon because we will be releasing new patreon episodes in january and february and uh we have like f- 20 full episodes on there for you to enjoy so if you're like i miss them like we're there a lot <laughs> so uh and true. you know you'll also get the the usual the discounts on merch and a newsletter every month um as well and you can find that at www.patreon.com slash keep it weird podcast And you can also head over to our Etsy page at www.etsy.com slash shop slash keepitweirdpodcast. If you want a t-shirt, tank, hoodie, the most comfortable sweatpants in history, I'm still wearing them. I got them on Saturday and it is Tuesday and I have worn them every day.
0: I mean, Um, I say this literally every week (laughs) while we record. I'm like, I'm actually wearing them now, but I'm never lying and I'm not lying right now. I am wearing them again. It is so rare that I'm not in them except when I have to wash them because they become glued to my body and it's disgusting. But anyway, they're great.
1: Yeah, I'm going to get on that website and I'm just going to design like eight different styles so that we can buy <laughs> more and I don't have to have the same fucking sweatpants on every day. Um, <laughs> uh, you can buy buttons, patches, magnets, et cetera, whatever you want. And we're adding stuff all the time. Pretty much anytime time I have a spare moment and I remember that that shop exists, I get on there and I mess around. So <laughs> um, check that out. What? What? Is our sign off. What should we. What's our. Oh. Oh man. We should have planned something. This is a big one.
0: I know. This is Technically it's not our finale. We have had but... something prepared.
1: Oh gosh. Um, um,
0: screw 2020. Fuck 2020. <laughs> There's Let's, actually. You know what?
1: Scrub it. It didn't happen. No. We learned a lot of lessons. We can't forget it.
0: True. There was a lot of power that came out of this year, so it still mm-hmm. needs to be remembered, even though it sucked. But I think it's still fair to say, fuck 2020.
1: I think so, too. Fuck 2020. Fuck it so bad. I mean, fuck it hard. we didn't even, like, mention the personal shit that we went through in 2020, so um, it's the worst yeah. year I've ever experienced. And I, I usually kick myself... um around this time of year when i'm like january you know the next year new year's is gonna bring a new me new year new me like i'm usually like shut up like that doesn't mean anything but i really feel like this year like january 1st i am hitting the ground running i agree um i would like everyone to be there maybe we'll do a chant let's do a chant on january 1st
0: we should just do like a midsummer esque like scream for real (laughs) just let it all out and then say okay we're moving forward we're moving into 2021 onward and upward
1: onward and upward yeah thank you guys have a great christmas and keep it weird keep it weird
0: People are going to underground raves here in our city. Listen,
1: we all want to be in a sweaty pile of people listening to EDM and doing ecstasy, okay? Yeah. But save it for next year. (laughs) Ashley.